Hi, I'm Nick. And I'm Rob. We're a writing team from New Jersey with a passion for film. An aggressive, all-consuming passion. Well, whenever we see a news article we find, like, insane, uh, immediately it's... How can we make a movie out of this? Every episode we read a crazy article from different sources and tumble down our own rabbit hole. Discussing cast, crew, and plot. And then we hash out a pitch for a feature film. So, join us as we BS about movies and ask the important question... What do you got? What do you got? Shall we do this? Of course. <gasps> Episode 29, What Do You Got? Uh, we're coming at you live from the Bloomfield studio at Cape Swoosh. Rob and I... You got there. <laughs> <laughs> Rob and I are in the same room. We can touch. I can reach out and I can touch Rob with my hand. And he can gently caress mine on top of it. We are both fully vaccinated now. You have a lot of hair on the back of your hand. You have a lot of hair on the bottom of your hand, and that scares me. It helps me stick to one. <laughs> As you can tell, we're already in a weird mood. <laughs> uh, it's been a little while since the last episode. Cue the cliche of me saying that each episode. Um, the problem has been tenfold, and we are back to square one. We've got a lot of good stuff coming at you uh, in the near future. We will plug the next episode, actually, um, at the end of this one, just so you guys can get a taste of what we're doing. Um, this episode is brought to you by Mr. Rob Dickerson over here. This is his pitch. Uh, so I'm going to let him take it away with what this one's about. This, okay, this one's a lot. Um, we will preface, this was a long article, so this is yes. a very long one. I've, I've been trying to figure out a way to, to sum this up, and I guess the, the headline I will give you is that a, a couple of schnooks walked into the Royal Cathedral in Sweden and stole like all of the crown jewels of the Swedish monarchy, which is a thing. Yep. If you didn't know that, there's still a bunch of kings and queens. That's Sweden for you. Uh, <laughs> while you're out of Europe, um, uh, I, I gotta I gotta throw you some highlights from this article. Please do. Um, Forgive us if we butcher names. <laughs> yeah. When the doors to the uh, Strangnas Cathedral swung open on a late July morning in 2018, Ludwig Malmquist looked up to give his usual greeting, but this time he hesitated. The man in front of him was dressed in a jumper and tracksuit bottoms, and he had a hood over most of his face. This is odd. Sweden was in the midst of a heat wave at the time, and it was scorching outside. Uh, it goes on to describe how tourists usually behave in the cathedral. Um, and the man in the strange outfit then came back in with someone else uh, after going into the cathedral and just booked it for the ex- He didn't really run. He was like power walking towards <laughs> the exit with this guy. And uh, this old woman was just like, mm-hmm, yeah, they're up to something. <laughs> no good. And they got out the door in a dead sprint hopped on some bikes, and just absolutely fucked off. Uh, and it turns out, I got I got to find the exact figures in here. Uh, and everybody in the town, by the way, is staring at these guys, like yeah. the police chief. That's how that's how chill it is in Sweden. The police chief's <laughs> like, huh. What's he doing? <laughs> uh, uh, he, the police chief looked into the cathedral and pulled out his phone immediately. This is the room where they kept the royal jewels. There was a large, jagged hole smashed into the bottom left of the glass case where they were displayed. Spider's web of cracks covering the rest. Two crowns and an orb were no longer there. Uh, Eklund closed the door so no one else could get into the room and called the police. Uh, they had... Now, these guys just disappeared out onto the lake, into the lake. I don't know. Maybe they had a submarine. <laughs> Under <laughs> the lake. <laughs> um, 
Uh, and it, w- it became one of the largest police investigations in the hist- and searches in the history of Sweden. Helicopters and boats trying to find these guys. Uh, and no one could find them. These guys just walked into a cathedral in the middle of the day, stole the very symbols of the authority of the monarchy. They literally basically just opened the glass. Or no, they broke it and just grabbed them and were like, all right, these are ours now. Yeah, that's how <laughs> chill Sweden is. Yeah. <laughs> they walked in very much dressed in heist clothes from payday <laughs> and just went, Bleh. These are ours. <laughs> Power walked and then just uh, uh, ran as fast as they can. Uh, of course, the article says this was no ordinary burglary. It was a heist of almost Hollywood proportions. However, even the most imaginative writer, aha, <laughs> would have struggled to script the cock-ups and incompetence that led to the jewels eventually being found and the thieves being put away. Uh, I'm going to scroll a little further down. We don't need to hear quite so much about uh, about the investigation. Mm-hmm. Just know that these like these aren't just like royal jewels. These are incredibly valuable pieces made out of gold and all these gems. And it's it's like stealing the Mona Lisa. Yeah, uh, except these are probably made out of a lot of stuff stolen from Africa. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Europe. <laughs> um, let's see. I'm trying to find the part where they actually find these. Uh, uh, they had apparently like actually punched through the glass because yeah. they found a lot of blood on yeah. the case and on some of the royal jewels they left behind. By the way, crown jewels, if you're not aware, doesn't just mean like a diamond that refers to crowns and right. scepters and artifacts and stuff. People always think it just means like the hope diamond. On top of this, just in case you're wondering, uh, this happened in 2018. This wasn't, or was it 2017? Uh, 2018. 2018. Yep. So this wasn't like in the 1960s or 1970s. This was about three years ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. So now they had the blood, and it's Sweden, so they pretty much immediately knew who it was then, because like it's, it's, you know everybody's in the social system. There's only ten Swedes, so yeah. So uh, a guy eventually came to turn himself in, uh, but didn't say where the jewels were. Uh, and eventually, in 2019, they did find them. They found them in a wheelbarrow. Uh, that had the word bomb written on it. <laughs> I still, I'm trying to figure out exactly what the fuck they were doing. But, uh, shoot, I, I gotta find, I gotta find this quote. How do we make sure not to draw attention to the stuff we stole by putting it here? Well, let's just write bomb on it. No one's gonna want to go near something named bomb. <laughs> yeah. So the, the, the lead police investigator, uh, gets a, gets a call, uh, from someone else. He says, hi, how are you? I, uh, by the way, I'm not gonna be at the last day of that guy's trial. My kid is sick. He <laughs> Oh, uh, by the way, they found the jewels. Uh, wait, <laughs> what? Uh, the prosecutor later found out the jewels weren't discovered in the hidden room of a private collector's mansion or being transported <laughs> out of the country on a private plane being filmed by Christopher Nolan. They were found in a snow-covered car park in Akersberga, uh, the Stockholm suburb where Backstrom is from. He was the guy who turned himself in. In the early hours of the morning, a security guard spotted an upturned rubbish bin on top of a blue car. The word bomb was spray-painted on its side. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like the the only way that could have been funnier is if they just took one of those kind of hotel do not disturb door handle signs and put it on the latch of the bag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and this is this is how where you see these guys weren't master thieves; they were just very incompetent. Um, they wanted shit. Yeah, when they looked inside this bin, uh, they saw all three of the stolen objects. The king's crown was bent and twisted; its pearls and crystals had fallen off, and some were missing. The orb was completely deformed. They had taken it apart in two halves, and it was dented and scratched. Uh, mercifully, the queen's crown 
only had very minor damage. So they pried like the jewels out of them. You ever see Raging Bull? Yeah. It reminds me at the end when Robert De Niro is trying to get money to pay for like a bribe, mm-hmm. and he takes his championship belt, the, yeah. the world championship belt, and he like smashes it and pulls all the jewels out, takes it to a pawn shop. He's like. Guy, if you just brought me the, the championship belt, that's worth more than these jewels. I can give me like a bit of money for the jewels. And that's exactly what it is. Yeah, there's, oh, by the way, a picture in the article that we have to put up. Yeah. Uh, in the, it's just, and they did it in English too. It's just bomb. I think, I think bomb is a different word in Swedish. Um, it's, it seems like somebody had just put them there um, so that they'd be discovered and the police would stop looking for, for the remaining guys at large. Uh Guy on trial refused to say who it was. Um, eventually, they found someone else's DNA, like, on the items. Um, but th- technically, that doesn't mean he was, like, at the scene of the crime. Right, right, right. Right. And, like, there's a lot of ways your blood can get onto things. Look at the OJ trial. <laughs> uh, it, it, it's it's almost impossible to wrap this up succinctly. Uh, <laughs> but they, they found a couple of Swedish bros on a boat. <laughs> Oh God, I don't know how to wrap this up, Nick. This but this is, so is the best lot. scene of this pitch right now. Yeah, this is the best scene. Okay, so basically, what happened? And I'm not actually on the article right now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Yeah, please sum it up if you can, because so I cannot do these this. These two guys, not only were they trying to get away, but I think their car broke down or something. A lot of things happened to them. A lot of things happened, and there was these Swedish bros that were just on a boat, and they were like, "Hey, you need a ride?" And they're like, "Yeah, okay." So he gives them a ride, and then they're like, yeah, we'll pay you. And the way that they were able to kind of locate these guys is because he actually, not Venmo, but whatever the Swedish app is called. Yeah, they say yeah in the a article, cash transfer app. There's yeah. a cash transfer app that he sent the dude money for because he helped them out. And he sent them like a thousand yeah. whatever currency Swedes use. I think it's euros now, maybe in kronars. Yeah. Or something, but it, it's, it's so weird because like only later did the Swedish bros go like, Huh, you know, their hands were all cut up, and they had an awful <laughs> lot of money on hands. Oh, oh, I see. Okay, well, we should probably the, contact the authorities. The most beautiful thing about this 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 pitch, this article, is that if they had been good thieves, responsible, and knew what they were doing, if they weren't amateurs, they probably would have gotten caught much quicker. Yeah, that's that's one of my favorite uh, parts of the article. Another possibility is that they did it out of sheer hubris yeah. and realize afterwards you can't sell these. Yeah, <laughs> that's something that people don't realize. It's like you cannot just go into a museum and steal a Monet and yeah. walk down the street and be like, "Yo, you want to buy this Monet? You, you want to buy this like, Monet?" Know somebody who like wants that yeah. Monet. You like, have to have connections to an underground network. Of, you know, black market art dealers. Yeah, like Nick and I went to uh, Montclair State University, and on campus there yeah. they have the Yogi Berra Museum. Yeah. Which is very cool. And somebody broke in and stole all of Yogi's World Series rings. Which, fuck that guy, by the way. Yeah, it's terrible. Yogi was still alive at the time. He didn't need that. And he was also, very, obviously, and, and and rightfully so, very distraught by that. Yeah. Um, eventually they replaced him with replicas, but they haven't found these things. And it's like, that means, like, some guy paid for people to go in there and steal them because he wanted them. Yep. You're not a Yankees fan. Yeah, exactly. You're a piece of shit. Yep. You're just a flaming pile yeah. of dirtbag. So I'm I'm gonna get really worked up. Let's get back to Sweden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, that's a, that's another. And I'm sorry. I'm gonna go on this tangent still. That's another thing that I I I feel this like, ooh, this deep anguish deep in my sternum whenever something like a priceless artifact or something is damaged. Like reading this article about these crown jewels being damaged and stuff like that hurts deep mm-hmm. down. Like if I were to see someone uh, take a 
whatever, a sculpture or something, or, or an artifact from ancient Egypt and drop it or break it. Like, we yeah. see these articles all the time of these people, these idiot Americans, taking selfies next to items in priceless museums and knocking them over. Yep. And, like... Or people who have, like, stolen stone off of the Sphinx yeah. or the, the pyramids. Yeah. And like, what? It's like, you... There's so much wrong with that. I don't Fuck have time clout. to get into it. Yeah. But it's just... It hurts deep down. It really hurts. So... Um, With that being said. <laughs> yeah, the code of this story essentially being they now they've got like three of these guys in custody. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them somewhat successfully argued that they couldn't prove that he was in the cathedral, but yeah. still like he was enriched by it. So he still wound up on trial. But it really doesn't have an ending because the police don't think they got like the mastermind. They didn't get the full story. Yeah, they're like, we did this. The I think his name is Lucas something. Uh, this investigator is like, we absolutely do not know the entirety of what happened or where some of the missing pieces are. Yeah. And it's incredibly open-ended and weird. And again, the reason it is is because they were such fuck-ups. Yeah. If they had been good thieves... They would have been caught. The jewels would have been found. They would have been able to track them to wherever they were sold, mm-hmm. and they would be in jail. But since they just messed up every turn that they possibly could, mm-hmm. the detectives are just like, I don't know where to follow. Yeah, we can't really, like, place <laughs> this or – There is no the plan here. <laughs> like, I think they were perilously close to getting away with just, like, trespassing laws. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it, it – they fucked their way into a mild act of genius <laughs> is, is the best way I can put it. Can that be a tagline? Can you use the word fuck in a tagline for a poster? We can do it in Swedish. <laughs> they, I don't know if it's not, and then <laughs> they're way to the top. Uh, I, uh, they fucked their way to a mastermind. Yeah, I, I try. I speak German, so I tried yeah. like looking up some Swedish for this just to get ideas. And I'm like, oh boy, it really is <laughs> the sheer hubris of me thinking that I could leap from from yeah, a Germanic right. to a Scandinavian language. <laughs> I could easily do this. All right. With that out. being said, Rob, I would really like to know what do you got. So, um, as as you know, over the past few episodes, we've been trying to challenge ourselves to go more outside of the box and not just straight adapt these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to do a heist movie because we love heist movies, but we've done them, and we've done some ones that I think are very good. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you're going to smile when I say this, but all I can think about during this was It's a Mad, Mad, Mad World. <laughs> Greatest movie ever made. I think I, I think I left out a mad. It's, uh, there's four mads. It's, it's so hard. It's a mad, 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 mad world. Yeah, it's like trying to spell banana. <laughs> banana. Um, banana. So I, I wanted, wanted there to be a reason behind this that was somewhat kooky uh, as to why this is happening. So I, I have a team put together. My movie's just called Capers. Okay. Um, both uh, because it's a caper and, ooh, delicious capers. <laughs> I just imagine them eating Swedish like herring. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm going to do a Guy Ritchie film. Okay. Uh, my cast is Bill Skarsgård. Okay. Uh, Numi Rapace. Who's that? Um, she's the original girl with the dragon tattoo. Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, he's getting her a bunch of things. Uh, Joel oh, Kinnaman. Oh, that, wow. That is not how I thought you pronounce her last name. Uh, it's apparently Italian. Like I always thought it, it was Rapace. And that's how American I am. <laughs> the, the the only way I found it was like uh, her ex husband, who has the same last name, yeah. was um, one of the bad guys in Skyfall. Bond yes, him on yeah, top yeah, of yeah. skyscraper, and somebody said Rapace in an interview. So uh, interesting. Yeah. yeah, I for the longest time I thought her last name was pronounced Rapace. Same, same. Okay, apparently it's Italian, <laughs> and they just took it because it means bird of prey. Nice. It's not the real name. Uh, I also <laughs> did uh, Joel Kinnaman. Yes. On the team, uh, Alicia Vikander and, uh, you know, my favorite Scandinavian actor of all time and probably my favorite 
cinematic Lucifer, Peter Stormare. Mm. Uh, we've I think we've praised him many times on this podcast already. Many, many, many times. Um, and in an audio only role, um, Brendan Gleeson hmm. uh, as the president of the United States. Nice. Because my inciting incident for this is that there is a a, a publicly embattled American president, <laughs> shall we say, um, who is extremely <laughs> popular with some people and notably unpopular with others. Sounds so familiar. Um, who uh, feels slighted on an overseas visit by the king and queen of Sweden. Um, who was, receive him somewhat coldly, and he finds out make fun of him in Swedish <laughs> uh, while he's there. Uh, and so we we hear a phone call where he directs some very sort of uh, uh, Nixon White House type official <laughs> to uh, pay them pay them back for this. Uh, at which point, a team is put together uh, of Swedish criminals who also speak English. Uh, because they don't know how to get in contact with anyone in Sweden who speaks Swedish. Okay. Because uh, it's a very incompetent administration, shall we say, <laughs> uh, to try and pull off a heist on this cathedral where the crown jewels are kept. Uh, this team being led by Peter Stormare uh, and all the other Swedish actors that I threw into this. What accent? Do you have Peter Stormare playing a Swede? Is he using his accent? Yes, okay. Yes. So he's not playing a Russian or anything he like that? He never gets to play never, a Swede. Never. Yeah. I think. Maybe the closest was in Fargo. Yeah, although you know, he might have just been meant to be someone from Fargo. That's true. Could be. I uh, I will go out on a limb and say there's not an episode we don't mention the Coen Brothers. It's one of the few Coen Brother movies I have not seen. I've Didn't never see seen Fargo. It's one of the best scripts ever, mm-hmm. hands down. You know, they, they, I heard the show's good too. The show's fantastic. Yeah, it's I, I love anthologies. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Although they kind of relate to each other this season, yeah. but anyways, um, kind of the the way that it goes is that they oversell what kind of a job this is to the Americans. Okay, that it's going to be this incredibly difficult thing, and it does take that track for a while. But then, like, you know, there the the I'm going to say it's going to be like the White House chief of staff is the one sure. handling this. Uh, like he he thinks he's found like this Swedish master criminal, and he kind of has, but. Things you learn about the Swedish penal system is, like, prisons are kind of like hotels. Like, you have, like, a nice room to yourself and maybe your own kitchenette, depending on the size of the city you are. Shit, really? There's not, like, a... Yeah, like... Wow. They had to cut that out of the movie Catch Me If You Can. Yeah. Um, They show when he's in French prison, which is terrible. Right. But then he gets extradited and he goes to Swedish prison, which is fantastic. <laughs> he gets to, like, go to a job during the day and go to school. What? Yeah, they pay for your education. Cause was this like, in the book? I don't remember it in the yes, book. Yes, it is. What? It, that's ultimately where he 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 gets his, his chance because the Swedish judge, like, um, shows some mercy to him mm. and is like, I'm going to revoke your passport. Um, there's, like, 18 other European countries that want to extradite you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you'll be serving time there before you ever get get back to America. But if I re- revoke your passport, I get to deport you to America, mm-hmm. who does not extradite. So you will serve your American time. America doesn't it. extradite? No, we don't extradite our citizens. No. Um, although we make sure everyone else does. Yeah, right. That's why, that's why I was just curious <laughs> about that. No, Amer- American citizens will not be sent from America, generally <laughs> speaking, to serve crime in other places. We're very big on that. Mm. 
with some rare exceptions. But um, yeah, he then you know, he winds up going to America and escaping from American prison. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, the <laughs> they think they're talking to this master criminal, and in Swedish terms, they are. Yeah. But like the Swedish penal system is excellent and all about rehabilitation. Mm-hmm. And like he's just some kind of artificial now who sees an opportunity to make a little extra money. But he sells it like he's a Peter Stormare character <laughs> that he's going to put together a team. And it is exactly what we see in the article. They just walk in and they smash the thing and they take it. Um, and then they get hung out to dry. It's like, all right, so we're going to get on a – can you charter us a private plane? We're going to bring them over to America. Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? We don't want them. <laughs> just, I don't know, throw them into a lake or something. You got lakes? Is it fjords? Do you guys have the fjords? Do you have, do you have fjords? I've heard of fjords. You have fjords? I'm pretty sure you have fjords. That's, it's that Trump attitude. Like, no, no, I'm pretty sure I understand that it's Sweden also, has fjords. It's also just that kind of Seinfeld humor where you just repeat the word multiple ways. <laughs> you have fjords? I've heard of fjords. Fjords, you have fjords. We get another audio cameo from the president. Like, oh, did you tell him to throw him into the fjord? Did you tell him to throw him into the fjord? Okay. Have you watched Comey Rule? Is that okay? Because uh, that's why I figured you'd. I've only seen the trailer. Some. Okay. And I was like, do I want to do Baldwin? I'm like, now Baldwin's impression is too recognizable. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know anyone else. I mean, I know there's an uh, amazing impression comedian named James Adomian that everyone should check out. He's gotten very famous lately for doing the My Pillow guy on Jimmy Kimmel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, he does the best Trump I've ever heard. Nice. Uh, but I wanted a little bit of a star power surprise. Sure. With yeah, yeah. The, um, also, having, being him, president. having him only as audio is a really good touch. Because, mm-hmm. like, immediately everyone's going to know. But then I guess to be like, oh, no, no, he's just a president from New York. I'm yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then it becomes exactly what we see in the article more in line with that. If, like, what do we do now? And yeah. now the actual caper begins, which is not stealing these things. It's like, how do we get rid of the most famous objects in our country? So basically, it's just how to fence it. Yeah. That's so all like, they're trying to do now. Like, I'm not going to destroy the crown. It's like, this is, I'm a fucking thief. I'm also a patriot. Like, it's just, I want them to be attacked. It's like, oh, you broke the orbs. Oh, at least you broke the, at least you broke the fucking orbs. Oh, and that's, that's the rest of my movie is a, a madcap caper of them trying to get out of Sweden and then trying to figure out what to do with the, these things on the way. And then eventually they're just so absolutely haggard by the end of the film. It's just like well, a creaky wheelbarrow that they put on top of a car. Well, so here's here's an idea. And, and we, we haven't gotten to mine yet, but I, I want to help with this pitch real quick. Mm. Um, I have an idea where instead of the film being about them trying to fence them and get them out, mm. it's about them trying to give them back. Ooh. And they can't figure out how to give them back without Immediately better. Caught. Immediately better. Yes. <laughs> just, they stole them. And now they're like, well, wait, the president doesn't want them. Well, let's just give them. We can't yeah. just give them back, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna walk into a police station with these and give them back, and spend the next nine months of my life in prison. <laughs> nine months of my life in a four star resort. Yeah, their their sentences are insane. Like even murderers don't spend like more than twenty years in prison. That's ridiculous. Because if they're they because if you're like absolutely drained, you're gonna be in in a mental health institution. Yeah. Uh, as you probably should be, but like if you kill someone in Sweden, they want to rehabilitate. They want to you. rehabilitate. Yeah, that, our country does not do that. Yeah. I'm in the middle of re- uh, watching The Staircase on oh. Netflix, and it's blowing my Fantastic. mind right now. Yeah, um, we have about three episodes left, and it's absolutely blowing my mind, especially just the way the justice system is handled. But yeah, Ooh, when you get to, I, I can't, I can't even, I yeah. can't even tease you. <laughs> Please don't. Yeah, <laughs> yes, but yeah, you know, it's it's just I love the idea that like I'm not going back inside for this. So. <laughs> Why not? Somebody's just casually <laughs> commenting. 
Actually, it was, it was kind of better than my apartment. Wait, that's actually really funny. You have, like, one of the Americans being, I'm not going to Swedish prison. Do you have anyone, any idea what that's like? And one of the Swedes is just like, it's not that bad. Oh, yeah, maybe we should have an American, on the, like, one American <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. on the team that's, like, the representative. And, he, and he's just like, I'm not the, going to Swedish prison. He's, he's buying the whole thing, too. And then, he, like, they start telling him, and he's like, what the fuck is this, Disney World? <laughs> what do you mean you went to... Like you're cooking food on the radiator? You had an oven? <laughs> like a full, a four-burner oven? A four-burner oven? You had a smoke alarm? <laughs> yeah, I didn't use it a lot, though, because, like, on lunch, well, you know, we just got to the cafe. <laughs> what was the... What, did you, <laughs> well, you know, it sucked because they didn't have espresso, only coffee and cappuccino, but... <laughs> really, the only difference between that and now is that they locked my door at, like, 9 p.m., and, that was, and then they just couldn't go out until, like, 6 a.m., <laughs> So really, I was only in prison for like nine hours a day. A day. I had about 14 hours to do what I want. I got my master. Like like from a, a correspondence school? Like, no, University of Stockholm. I went there every day. Yeah, I just took an Uber over. Did a, did a cop go with you? No, why? Why, why gonna, would he? Was he getting his master's? He's got other things to do. <laughs> This is the culture shock of, like, a Trump administration yeah. hitman. Did the cop go with you? No, is he getting his master's? I don't know. No, is Bjorn getting his master's? <laughs> oh, that's so good. Oh, thank God, because his kids, they they were worried about him not making enough off that pension. He told me a little bit about it last week when we talked yeah. about his ca- uh, his uh, his accounts. But I made him the cake when he made detective. <laughs> Now this is this film is becoming the, vastly more pleasant. The cake batter that we had at the prison wasn't the best, so I actually went down to the shop next door and <laughs> throws his phone. <laughs> fucking bullshit. Then uh, he FaceTimes his friend who's like, How's Timmy doing in jail? Ah, he's alright. He only got stabbed twice this month. <laughs> um and then my the, the the climax in the finale of my film is that eventually they, it it winds up much like the article with them just stashing these in a barrel marked bomb. So people will find it. Okay. Um, and then they feel bad, and almost all of them just go to the police station and turn themselves in. <laughs> uh, but Peter Stormare has one little mo- caper left in mind, and it's that creating an international incident out of this. Yes. Uh, by pinning it on the Americans. Good. But oh, okay, so that actually gets even funnier because you have the one American who can't figure out how if they're lying about Swedish prison. Mm-hmm. He pins it on the one American. He goes to prison and he's happy about it. Yeah, <laughs> like, like I, I want him to use a combination of audio recordings of these phone calls and tweets. Yeah, just be like, if you notice, the times match up exactly. Yeah, <laughs> with when we walked in and walked out, and when they were discovered. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> down to the second. Yeah. On the time stamp. Uh, yeah, great. we end with the possibility of impeachment because I like creating worlds that are better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like Tarantino. Uh, yep. <laughs> so uh, so that's Capers, uh, a partial film pitch by Rob Dixon. Nick, what do you got? All right. I went uh, – we're both kind of similar, a little bit more slapstick comedy. My film is a little bit more into – the first thing that came to mind when I was reading this article was Fun with Dick and Jane. Um, mm. And that was the first thing that came to mind. And I think that's a very underrated film. Um, so it was, it was a pretty prime comedy for that era. Like it is very much like a late Bush administration economic comedy. Yes, it is. And you know, there's, uh, I'm talking about obviously the quote unquote remake with, uh, with Jim Carrey, uh, and Tia Leone. Um, there's a lot in that movie that I think rings true to what we're going for here. So my premise is kind of fun with Dick and Jane meets Bridesmaids. Um, mm. In a way that 
I've made this a very marketable pitch. This is a movie that could sell very easily. Okay. Uh, so I have two friends. Um, <laughs> I have two friends. Or first off, my my director of choice is Seth Gordon, uh, who's directed Horrible Bosses, Identity uh, Thief, okay. um, those type of you know mid mid two thousand tens comedies. They they definitely have a look. Yeah, to them like you, they can kind of, you can recognize those films. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but you can. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my my film is based around two friends, uh, uh, played by Lauren Lapkus and Mindy Kaling. Um, Lauren Lapkus, who I absolutely love. If you haven't seen her in anything, she's in Jurassic World. That's nothing to showcase her talents. Uh, there's there's a movie on Netflix with David Spade called mm-hmm. The Wrong Missy, and. I watched it. Oh, that woman! I watched it I not expecting much because it was a you know David Spade movie. He makes some some funny comfort movies on Netflix right now. Yeah, and and they're they're fun to watch. But Lauren Lapkus, I she destroyed my vocal cords from laughter throughout <laughs> that entire film. She's one of the um, funniest people. She she runs in those circles with some of the world's best yeah. improv comedians like yeah. Paul F. Tompkins. And, yeah, and Scott Ackerman. And, and so so my premise is that we have these two female friends. Um, Lauren Lapkus and Mindy Kaling, uh, who are trying to go into business together. Now, I couldn't figure out what I wanted the business to be, so we can leave that up to when we pitch together. Um, So they're trying to go to business together, and they go to multiple banks to get a loan, but they just can't get one. No one is giving them the money to start up their business. So Honest greeting cards. Honest, isn't that Mr. Deeds? Or no, Mr. Deeds was just greeting cards. Yeah, he he wrote wrote very heartfelt (laughs) poetry, which is bad. Honest greeting cards. But theirs is just like... Situationally appropriate <laughs> greeting cards of like it's, it's sometimes they're a bit too much. It's like <laughs> I can get that. I heard your dad died. That must have been upsetting. Sometimes you just want it on paper. <laughs> I'm sorry, luck. your dad died. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what? That's all I needed to hear. Yeah. <laughs> I, di- I didn't think he needed a poem. <laughs> I knew I, a poem I, would be a little bit salty, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they try to go into business together. They cannot get a loan. So while they're hanging out, they decide that the best way to get their money is to steal and fence artifacts from different museums. So my my film centers around the two of them, multiple heists, three or four heists throughout the film. Um, and they all go terribly wrong, but they're all successful. So each time they heist something, it's actually done and they actually get away with it Mm -hmm. but for the final big getaway their you know their payoff heist the one and done um what happens is they realize that while they're stealing the items and i also have a funny little image of them paying a ticket to get into the museum (laughs) so they they pay for tickets to get into the museum to go steal things it's sweet it's free (laughs) well no mine's in america oh okay (laughs) (laughs) um so for the final heist uh, they realized at the end that the items that they stole were actually replicas because the items were being cleaned uh, by the curators and stuff of the museum at the end. Mm-hmm. So they didn't steal the actual or things. Or like the real ones have been returned to the countries they were stolen from. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, and then I have two detectives uh, played by the absolutely uh, hilarious Jane Lynch and uh, Chris O'Dowd. Chris. Um, and I really would just love to see the two of them kind of – can get frustrated. Do an American accent? No, I've never heard him. Try. I don't think so, and I don't want him to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So it's the idea of like kind of the two detectives getting frustrated with each other, mm-hmm. as like one of them thinks that the 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 uh, the masterminds are masterminds yeah, and that yeah. they know exactly what it's. The and then Purple Panther. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Chris O'Dowd is like, no, no, they they they've been perfectly planned throughout every single heist. Everything has gone meticulously, and Jane Lynch is like, no, it hasn't. 
Nothing has gone it's, right. They're just people just aren't breaking the social contract <laughs> yeah. when they see women carrying things. Yeah, exactly. So it's just about the two detectives trying to find these two women and okay. um, and get that stuff. I have three or, or I have three. Yeah, I have three uh, choices for titles. The first one is the plunder. The second one is on the fence, and then the third one is royally screwed. <laughs> um. But yeah, that's that's kind of my pitch. It's just about these two friends. I I felt um not only like the identity thief and and all of those movies and like um bridesmaids and stuff, but I also felt a little bit of uh which this movie's not that great, but The Spy Who Dumped Me with uh, I didn't see it, Kate yeah. McKinnon and Mila Kunis. It, it's it's not that great. It's it's kind of okay. But uh, the, <laughs> the just the idea of kind of two women who mm-hmm. are w- completely out of their element with what they're trying to do yeah. right now. It, it's weird that on the odd movie she makes when she's not doing SNL, Kate McKinnon hasn't had like an actual gangbuster of a film. You know what I just watched yesterday? What? Bombshell. Oh, the Roger Ailes movie. Yes. Yeah, and incredible she's, film. She's in that. Mm-hmm. And... Awesome. Yeah. I want to see her do more it's non-comedy stuff. Yeah. It's it's subtle. It's nothing, you know, huge. It's not going to like mm. blow you away. Mm. Um Charlie's Throne blew me away. The make yeah, the makeup and the hair for Charlie's Throne is um, for everybody. Um I was reading Megan um Megan Megan Kelly. Megan Kelly. Yeah, it reminds me. I haven't seen anyone like do that good job of changing someone's face just by changing their nose since uh, Nicole Kidman in the hours. Yeah. Uh, when they gave her the Virginia Woolf nose yep. and like that's not Nicole. It's Kidman. insane. I mean that. I mean even the small, more subtle stuff they did for like Richard Kind to play Rudy Giuliani. Mm-hmm. Like it's, and then of course going all inspired the way inspired casting. Seriously, casting. and then and then going all the way out for Lithgow as Roger Ailes is just that movie was so yeah. so mind blowingly good. Yeah. Um, but I digress. Um, that is my Watch premise. That's my yeah. Watch Bombshell. Uh, that is my premise, uh, and that is uh, the the film that I've come up with. So let's put these two together. So my my pitch for combining these is to 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 make the 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 whole caper a little less a little less able to be tied to the government. I think we should have them kick it down the chain. From the president to the chief of staff to some junior staffer at the White House, a very Bradley Whitford type of character, um, who is in charge of finding a good way to do this and not have it be traced back to their pipeline. And he knows his ex-girlfriend is trying to get a bank loan. And then we fold in Lauren Lapkus and Mindy Kaling. Okay. Because uh, now, like the the the, gov- the government knows they're trying to get like a small business loan, yeah, uh, for for this project of theirs, and they can't do it, um, and so they are manipulated into handling this, okay, and being the contact with the Swedish criminals. So how how I'm sorry, how do we? What's the the connection there between these two women and the Bradley Whitford type character? <laughs> We can't just make it Bradley Whitford, but I'm just going to no, keep know, calling him that. Yeah, that's what we got right now. The, jo- the Josh Lyman character. Yeah. <laughs> um, it can't be the Sam Seaborn. Sam wouldn't do that. Um, you know my love for uh, Sam Seaborn. Yeah. Uh, one of them is his ex-girlfriend. Or maybe okay. even, like, you know, separated wife or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like, you know, if we put a little economic leverage here, these two are, like, also petty criminals. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can get them to handle this. Yeah. Because you know what looks absolutely not suspicious 
is two American girls go overseas. Yeah. To no, fuck around uh, in Europe. That's literally it. Maybe the women, the two female characters, don't exactly know what they're up for. They kind of keep them in the dark a little bit about uh, why they're going over there. They obviously have no, you know, uh, heist experience or anything mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. And what if the idea is that the whole time this Josh Lyman character, which we'll have to cast very soon so we can get a name, um, this character <laughs> is planning <laughs> is planning this whole thing Kind of being the puppet master with the strings around them, so the girls don't think they're doing anything wrong. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're just a part of the heist that, they, but they mm-hmm. don't realize it's a heist. And he's kind of planning this team around them, yep. and they're just kind of the face of it, so it doesn't look suspicious. Yeah. So the whole time, the female girl, the female girls, the female leads are are kind of like, man, every museum we go to, the day after gets shut down. (laughs) You know, like stuff like that. If you girls go overseas as part of our new, uh, of our administration's new cultural ambassador program, Mm -hmm. we want you to visit all of the great museums in Sweden. Yep. And uh, and go to the sporting events and just You ready for the Josh Lyman character? Okay, give it to me, babe. Justin Thoreau. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. <laughs> mm-hmm. Love it. Perfect. He is uh, he is Mindy Kaling's uh, ex-boyfriend, and he's a total douchebag. Have you seen Mulholland Drive? Yeah, a long time ago. He has one of the most famous lines in that movie, and I'd love to do a callback to it where he can turn to, turn to the chief of staff and just be like, this is the girl. <laughs> Which is his most famous line from Mulholland Drive. <laughs> yeah, he's got this. He's just an like an utter douchebag type guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, ex-boyfriend of Mindy Kaling. It's Kushner. But she's He's still Kushner. It's yeah, it's Kushner mixed with a little bit of Ryan from the office because we got Mindy there. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> and of course we just get Mindy to help write this movie. So of course, yeah. Oh, my oh, favorite so thing cool. ever. Did you ever see the the, uh, the the meme going around that was like this guy being like, anytime I see an uh, anytime I see a Mindy Kaling movie, and it's the gif of Michael in the office going no. No, God, no. Mindy <laughs> responded to it and just went, yeah, I wrote that episode of The Office. Yeah, fuck you, dude. What do you think this is? How many Emmys do you have? Seriously, right? Fuck off. Some people. Seriously, it's ridiculous. Also imagine taking enough time to like catalog in your head Mindy Kaling movies. <laughs> I'm not going to watch that. As if that's a category. Like, yeah. She works. She doesn't work that much in he, film. He has he has one like shelf with all of her movies and just police tape crossing them off. <laughs> Don't go yeah. near those. These people listening to club music, why can't they listen to jazz? <laughs> it's not about the notes you play. It's about the notes you don't play. <laughs> Mmm, lady. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we have the Justin so Thoreau. Yeah, that's a good way to fold them together. Yeah, I like that a lot. So Justin Thoreau is the state, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, ambassador, whatever you want to call him. Yeah. Uh, and it was, Okay, so are we going with, is it just the premise of your film uh, where the, the president is still like... Trying to yeah, I think I, I love that as an inside against it. I'm kind of married to it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's I fine. Think, let's take a couple of my uh, uh, Swedish team members and make those your detectives. Okay, because I like that idea you have where they absolutely cannot agree whether or not they're yes. following geniuses or the stupidest fucking people in the history of theft. Yep. Yeah. Um. So where'd my phone go? Oh, uh, <laughs> so we, Peter Stormare, number one, he's in there. 
Okay, you want him as a, a detective? Or no, 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 him... he should be a part of it. So we need a heist crew around the two of them, remember? Yes. Because the two of them just think they're going to these museums, yeah. and this heist crew is using them as... Yeah. Uh, man, you know what? I was trying to look up while we were doing this article. I was trying to look up all the different, like fake run names that they use in like Ocean's Eleven like oh do you want to do like a Tommy Hillbilly or <laughs> nah man I think a Barracuda Jones would work better I was trying to come up with like think of what those names were oh, and yeah. stuff there's, there's one from um, American Gods it's actually central to the story it's called The Bishop's Gambit or something like okay. that okay yeah which I really like yeah um, which winds up being like a metaphor for the entire story yeah I love American Gods <laughs> um, so my the heist team of all Swedes that I put together was Bill Skarsgård mm-hmm. Numi Rapace Joel Kinnaman Alicia Vikander and Peter Stormare so we can pull a couple of those out Alicia Vikander is Swedish yeah interesting yep she's just perfectly bilingual she grew yeah, up yeah. speaking both um, let's use all of them mm-hmm. you want all of them as the heist team yeah okay oh wait a minute wait a minute wait, wait. I now I got it we can still use Chris O'Dowd and, and, Jane Lynch. and Jane Lynch, because the main people ultimately trying to track this whole thing were Interpol, which is a multinational policing right unit. Yeah, so it can be an Irish dude and an American woman. Yeah, yeah, perfect. So we just take these two casts, put them together. Synergy. <laughs> <laughs> so we have Chris O'Dowd and Jane Lynch. Mm-hmm. Chris O'Dowd is just dead set on the fact that these are criminal masterminds. Mm-hmm. Everything they're doing is meticulously planned yeah. out. And Jane Lynch... He works for Interpol. He yeah. doesn't get to do a lot of, yeah, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jane Lynch is just like, you fucking idiot. No! <laughs> they tripped down the stairs and dropped one of the jewels into the gutter. There's blood <laughs> everywhere. And you have... They have that on file. And, and it's Sweden. People just give their blood <laughs> to the government. And he's like, you're telling me that that blood's not going to come up with some random citizen. They planted that blood there. <laughs> oh, God. He starts, He starts like, concocting this huge Charlie Day whiteboard theory. Yeah, yeah. He calls, he calls them the vampires. Because <laughs> they're leaving blood. It's perfect. They're stealing blood and leaving it across <laughs> No, wait, wait. They're called the Two Fangs. Oh, That's the oh. gang name. <laughs> He's so into it. He has He's this whole so thing laid out. He's got yarn. He's got yarn <laughs> tying everything together. God, Different this colors. Swedish yarn is so spongy and wonderful. <laughs> You're telling me you don't think that the yellow yarn has anything to do with the, the red yarn? <laughs> I, d- I don't know what they have to do with anything, much less each other. <laughs> I like this movie. <laughs> Um, wow. All right. So we've just, we've burned through like the first two acts immediately. Like, yeah, we've I think got so. them. Um, so the ending for, my, for mine is that originally was, was, was them getting haggard and being unable to get rid of this because they get sort of burn noticed by the American yeah. government. Um, and, and, you know, eventually doing what's that in the article and leaving the, the items under a bin. <laughs> I still can't believe they just wrote bomb on it. Uh, yeah. and, and and using that to create an international incident. Um, do we want to stick with that or do we want to try and do something a little more? Because that didn't involve the girls before. Yeah, that's what, so I was just thinking of that too because the idea we came up with was that their whole thing is they're not trying to fence them anymore. They're just trying to give them back. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can kind of pepper in the girls figure it out towards the end of Act 2. And uh-huh. while the... Oh, I got it. Give it to me. While the team is trying to fence the items, the two girls are trying to steal the items from the team to bring them back. I love it. So that way we have these two different rival There's a caper inside the caper. I love it. Yes. (laughs) Yes. 
Man, this one's coming together. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, then we I, have... I do love the notion that their <clears throat> constant social media use throughout their their big trip. Yeah. Is eventually going to be the downfall of this administration. Yeah. Absolutely. Like that winds up being the digital paper trail. That's yep. kind of our. Their Instagram live stories, their TikToks, their Snapchats, yeah. all of it. Yeah. It's just it's just a paper it's a digital paper trail yeah. of everything they've done and and just linking it back to the president. Yeah. We well, can leave it on like a cliffhanger too, in that that classic <coughs> Italian job or, or almost mad world type way yeah. of just like, oh, this is gonna happen now, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we just leave it at that. <laughs> Somehow they get awards yeah. or medals or something. So what were what were your titles? Uh, the titles I had were The Plunder, On mm-hmm. the Fence, and Royally Screwed. Okay. Uh, if we are sticking with the with the Swedish concept, uh, I think we got to go with Royally Screwed. I think that's the right the right choice, yeah. especially <coughs> – excuse me. Can't clear my throat. Um, especially with the – the, the name emits the type mm-hmm. of film we're trying to make here. Yeah. I think that really works. Um, so we're going to use Royally Screwed – I just have to like bold everything we're using so I can remember to what to tweet. Yeah. Do you, <laughs> do you want Do you want my uh, my Swedes again so you can um, write them down? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So our crew was led by Peter Stormare. Peter Stormare. Uh, Bill Skarsgård. Oh, I don't know how to spell both of those last names. Skarsgård. It's just Storm R. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Skarsgård is weird, but yeah. <laughs> Numi Rapace. Just write it phonetically. <laughs> just write it phonetically. Joel Kinnaman and Alicia Vikander. All of them. It's Sweden. <laughs> Kinnaman's another one that people don't know is Swedish. It's also funny that he's... Joel Kinnaman, uh, actually not not correctly typoed, but it autocorrected incorrectly to a wrong spelling of uh, Josh Lyman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Alicia Vikander. Okay. And then we keep my cast with mm-hmm. it. Uh, director. Uh, who, who was yours? I it chose was Seth, Seth uh, Gordon. Who did you choose again? Uh, Guy Ritchie. Um, I think this is more of a Seth Gordon film. Yeah, I think so. Oh, um, I, oh, yeah. We need uh, we need um, uh, Justin Thoreau. Justin Thoreau. Yep. Another name I don't know how to spell, and also Brendan Gleeson. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Uncredited. <laughs> Uncredited audio yeah. only. Because I loved. Um, again, I didn't see the Comey rule, but I loved from watching the trailer. His tonality was so absolutely perfect. Yeah. For that, but something bothered me about it that I thought, like, this isn't like right though. Yeah. And I couldn't figure out what it was the whole time until that guy that does accent breakdown videos mm-hmm. on the, uh, was like coach? Wired or something. Yeah. Uh, did it, uh, I think it was him or, or someone else on that channel did it, and they said the reason it feels off is that he has the voice correctly, but he's speaking in complete sentences. And that mm. sounds wrong. Because oh, that's, that's not the way he talks. That's so strange. Yeah. He does he does thought tidbits that yeah. you have to just sort of go with. He just breaks things up into Islands in the stream. Yeah. yeah. That's and so true. And when you true. hear him just saying complete sentences, then it's just someone doing the voice. Yeah. It's not someone talking as him. It's not someone just being like, wrong, I'm the best man. And yeah. everyone always tells me the way that yeah. I think is... You can yeah. hear the punctuation in yeah. it, and you shouldn't. Yeah, that's so weird. And Donald the talks man... like a very, very typical New York borough guy. Not only that, but a, you know, a seven-year-old child who doesn't yeah. know how to form complete sentences. <laughs> yes, <Yeah, let's> um, <laughs> um, Okay, so let's break this down into three acts real quick. Mm-hmm. So our first act, what is the inciting incident for your team again? Why are they trying to steal this? What did, is just Sweden insulted the president? Not, not even in like this outrageous way. Like 
you know how essentially Donald Trump ran for president because he got mad at Obama for yeah. making a joke about him? For, yeah, because the, uh, the, the, the White House correspondent. The correspondent. Same thing. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But he only found out about it once he got back to America and he got the translation. Because <laughs> it was in Swedish and he couldn't figure yeah, it out. Because at the time he heard, he heard uh, da, 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 Trump, da, 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 yeah. and people laughed and applauded. And, he went, and they were like, This is good. This is this good. This is very good for me. They're talking about how amazing the I am. Positive as response. <laughs> and my name. <laughs> <laughs> and then he finds out what it is and he's like, uh, Laughing at me, not allowed. Have to fix. Yeah. <laughs> and just, you know, at first it's it's those wildly outrageous responses he had to things. Like, I, I can't even give you a specific example, but all the times he had to be talked down. Oh, like like, uh, like injecting bleach into your body? No, worse than that. Like, like responses to, to foreign incidents. Oh, 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 yeah, like yeah, yeah. He, he constantly had to be talked down for yeah. certain things by, like... Yeah, General Mattis. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know where like he starts, and they have to talk him down to. We'll just fuck with them. So then, so then Justin Thoreau is his chief of staff, mm. um, and he is it. He that comes up with the plan. Trump can't quote quote unquote Trump can't come up with this plan. No, no, no. It has to be you handle this. Yeah, it's it's the, the delegation thing. So that's his thing. It's like Mindy Kaling is his ex. Yeah, and he's gonna he's he's like. Why Mindy Kaling? Like, and what he's, is he's been he's been follow he's he's kind of like still like obsessed with her. Yeah, she, she, yeah, she yeah. broke it off. So like he it comes across his desk that she applied for uh, one of the small business loans that you can get through the government. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Because he's like <sighs> obsessive about her, that comes across his desk. Like, oh, by the way, your ex uh, your ex wife applied for a small business loan. Yeah, with, yeah, yeah. With her partner, and partner, partner. <laughs> what do you mean, partner? What kind of business? What kind of business are they going in? What kind of <laughs> Different, kind of two, two, different, two different two different addresses or like same, same address? Do they have a P.O. box? Well, no, it's one address. They're trying to apply for their business loan. Shit! <laughs> the shit rolls from there. He's like, even if this fails, she's going to go to Swedish prison. Yeah. Nobody wants to go to Swedish prison. Because <laughs> he thinks Swedish yeah. prison is absolutely terrible. Again, every American is terrified of going to Swedish prison. <laughs> Just because the more times you say Swedish prison, the more times it sounds horrible. You ever been to a Turkish prison? Today? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and any ish prison is a prison you don't want to go to. And that's a line in the movie right there. Yeah. Any ish prison is something you don't want to go to. If there's, if there's an ish, more prison! It's an ish! It's an ish! That's an ish! What's the point of having oh, Billy? <laughs> We're going to peak so horrible. It's fine. <laughs> People are used to it. Um, oh, I love it. So he sends yeah. them over there. And that's the inciting. Does he put them up with this crew? How does they? How does uh, Mindy and Lauren get to this crew? I, th- I think Justin Theroux is, is, is reaching out through, like, back channels and trying to... Uh, through, so- through somebody like the American Embassy in Sweden, it's like, can we find, like, a... A really hardcore Swedish criminal, and because he's a part of this administration, there even though this is his plan, they're still half-assing it. Yes. So they don't do any background checks on this crew. No, they just Google. <clears throat> they literally Google Swedish heist gangs. Yeah, like Swedish, <laughs> Swedish theft art. <laughs> and then again, is off. There's a huge digital paper trail for yeah. this whole fucking yep. thing. <laughs> we have a lot of Facebook records of him. Absolutely stuck. So let's Facebook gave us all the records. This, this is something we don't we don't do too often, mm. but we have time. Let's try to flesh out some of these characters. Okay. We have a big list of characters for this heist. Let's mm-hmm. give them some 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 stereotypes, to okay. be honest. So Lauren Lapkus and Mindy Kaling can just be 
Lauren Lapkus and Minnie Kaling. Yeah. They can just do their thing. Um, I, I want them to have that kind of like Elwood's turn. Yes. Like that's that's definitely the arc we should have for them. Yeah. But Peter Stormare is, is the mastermind trope. Um, I think Joel Kinnaman is the muscle. Yep. Um, Bill Skarsgård is definitely your sort of, um, I don't know how else to describe it, the sleight of hand guy. Okay. You know what I mean? Like the uh, the the big the distraction. And I the, see uh, Alicia Vikander as the driver. Oh, definitely the, the driver. getaway driver. Uh, and Nui Rapace is like Rapace the safe cracker. Is the safe cracker. Yeah. Okay. But, so in terms of their characters, are they all just stupid? Or? I don't think they're stupid. I think they're just... They this think... is going to sound wrong. They're not stupid. They're Swedish. <laughs> is that and the like... tagline for this movie? <laughs> yeah. uh, it's not there. The tagline is, uh, it's not stupid. It's Swedish. Yes, that's it yeah. right there. <laughs> because, like, again, the, the notion of crime and, penal, and penalization in Sweden is so different than from here. Yeah. It's not stupid. They're Swedish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, they, it's yeah, it's just that they're, maybe they're overly confident. Yes, definitely. Um, and, yeah, I just want to flesh out the gang a little bit more in terms mm-hmm. of not just their roles, but who they are as characters. Mm-hmm. So Stormare is probably, I would say, um, obnoxious, loud, mm-hmm. very verbose. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Bill Skarsgård, I want to see him play suave. Or, okay, or he's, what he, he's the face man. Yeah, or what he thinks is suave. Yes, absolutely. Since he's going to be the sleight but of hand But it winds guy. up being like, the job of the face man in this is just to have a pleasant conversation with the security guard. Yeah, and that's all it is. Who sits at a small desk at it's, the front of the museum. It's not hard. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but but everyone's like, oh, he's such he, a genius. He's, he's making it that way, too, because he's like, <laughs> you know what? It's, it's fucking now you see me. Like, he's always trying to do card tricks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, always, he's always trying to do card tricks. Like, where'd it go? Where'd the ace go? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so my question here is... Is it in my ear? <laughs> oh, if it's in my ear, you're not allowed into the museum. Oh, did you fold it up? You oh, folded it. Where'd it go? If there's a crease in it, you can't use it Roll again. Roll up your sleeves. <laughs> Roll up your sleeve. He puts his hand on a taste. <laughs> <laughs> so my question here is, how do we get Mindy Kaling and Lauren Lapkus into this group, and why do they think this is realistic? Are they a At part first, of? Yeah, are they a part of a um, like a tourist traveling group or something like that? That's that's what they think. Justin Throw so is set it up. If they're being sent as like the cultural ambassadors, go visit all the museums, blog about it, take Instagrams, yes. etc. That's that's your job. Yeah. Um, then th- these are going to be your. Swedish contacts. Okay. And there's a reason that all of them are and behave the way that they do that would make sense. Like Peter Stormare, it's a government bureaucrat who's yeah. in charge. He's in charge of their trip, and that's why he's always like very, very specific about the timing plan and, yes. and the timing and the driving. And Alicia Vikander's their driver, and uh, uh, Bill Skarsgård is uh, a local student from the university. Yes. He's very charming, and he's gonna he's gonna be like your buddy for the yeah. trip. And Joel Kinnaman is just there to make sure that you're safe. And Numi Rapace, I don't know what we could do for a safe cracker. It might be that she she's she's the trip photographer. Yes, that's Which it. Which is just her She's casing got, like, the her, joint. Yeah, her, her yeah. casing the joint and also like, I don't know, some type of like, you know, x-ray vision shit in it's her like camera. It's like shooting lasers. Yeah. <laughs> it's like an x-ray something. Or I love it. To, to see through the walls or whatever. I love it. <laughs> I like this movie a lot. <laughs> this is perfect. Um, how long have we gone? I mean, we've got... 
We've got a movie here. Do you want me to run into the other room and check? I would like to Go see. ahead and vamp. Let's, okay, so I'm going to vamp for a second because I like the tagline of what we want to use, which is, it's not stupid, it's Swedish. And I'm trying to imagine exactly the way that this poster would play out because I am kind of seeing a lock or something, but something stuck in it or something like that, you know, and there's something behind it or whatever. I wear it almost an hour. Okay, all right. Which includes a bit of fluff at the top. So we have Royally Screwed as our film here. We're going with Seth This is Gordon. definitely one of the ones we're going to have to do that uh, partnership um, poster project on. Yes, yeah. Which we haven't officially positioned that at all yet. Yeah, we will We will make an official announcement once something is done. <laughs> yeah. And we um, will have it coincide with a podcast release day. Yes, there you go. Um, so, okay, that's awesome. That's We, we have <coughs> an entire me. episode there. Um Next episode, guys, it's going to be episode 30. Uh, we're going to have a... Special. Yeah, we're going to have a special guest, uh, just like we did with uh, Mr. Matt Delhauer on episode whatever. I think it was 21. Um, yeah, there like was that. a few... Ep- well, well, we had the first attempt to do an episode with Matt. Things blend together. Uh, it was episode um, 21, I was right. Yeah. Uh, I think originally he was episode... He was supposed to be episode 15. Yeah, 15. But that's um, right when COVID hit. Uh, it is. And, you know, we had that huge technical problem happen, which I still don't understand. Oh, um, yeah, because we recorded that whole episode. I forgot about we that. We did. And it was a very good uh, horror movie about the death of Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it was very the, strange. Ca- the fallout. The, yeah. Yeah. Um, but our next episode will be episode 30. That'll be a uh, special guest starring uh, Megara Hope. Uh, she is a cosplayer. The cosplayer? Yeah, the cosplayer. <laughs> She's a cosplayer and a Twitch streamer. You can check her out over on Twitch at Megara Hope. Always um, wanted to meet her. <laughs> uh, she will be here for episode 30. If you guys haven't listened to our special guest episodes, the way that we function here uh, is the third person comes in and pitches us an article on the spot. So Shooting blind. Rob and I do not get to read the article prior uh, and we will pitch a movie all together uh, after the article is basically mm-hmm. read to us by our special yeah. guest. It's a bit more of a, a writer's roundtable than the uh, the traditional what do you got format. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we are posting this one up. This will go live uh, Thursday, May 13th. Um, our goal, especially now that we are both fully vaccinated, is to get back to a uh, bi-weekly schedule for this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, we hope that you guys join us, uh, going forward and continue to like, subscribe, review, etc. You know where to find us. Twitter, Facebook, Gmail. Tweet vulgarities at us. <laughs> WDYG podcast everywhere you can find us. WDYG podcast at Gmail. Uh, we're trying to gain traction. We're trying to make this something bigger than it already is. And we would love to see more traffic coming in, uh, for more viewership. And we would love to see some more community work. Uh, if you guys have any articles you want to pitch to us, send us things on Twitter. Fan drawings of Nick. <laughs> Just me, not Rob. <laughs> uh, but if you guys I'm have already anything, a cartoon. <laughs> if you guys have anything you want to send our way for us to pitch, or if you guys have your own pitches, record yourself on your phone. Send in an audio clip for us, and we'll uh, we'll put it up as like a mailbag episode or something like that. Mailbag. Mail's here. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, yeah, guys, we're heading into the summer. Uh, I, I hope a lot of you guys are vaccinated. Um, thankfully we are, and our, our friend group is, uh, despite the coughing and the sneezing, that's just, we're <laughs> that's... just, we're in our thirties now, it just happens. <laughs> and it's also a dusty room. Yeah. Let's <laughs> stay the course, and we'll all get to touch each other's faces soon. Mm-hmm. Do the thing, the sign-off. The thing? The sign-off, do the sign-off thing.
Goodbye. <laughs> I know what it is. <laughs> so uh, this has been our episode on the greatest Swiss caper of all time. And uh, just remember, it's not stupid. It's Swedish. <laughs> I've been Rob. I've been Nick. And that's what we got. What Do You Got is recorded live at the Cape Swoosh Studios in Bloomfield, New Jersey. Our theme song was written and performed by Trevor Campbell. Additional music is provided by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. And our wonderful logo was designed by Gabby Weiss. You can find her on Twitter at, at Gabby Weiss. 